הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים אמיתים שלכנו ולכל הצדיקים אמיתים שוכני הפרה קדוש שבארץ המה ובפחד הרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נחנא ומכוכמה רבנו נחנא ומפק לצמחה נא נחנך ונחנא ומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן today ברוך השם we start with סימן צדיק זין lesson 97 נציחות הרן and רבנו's conversations uh, continuing where we left off New section, lesson section 97. Very small one. We'll also do 98 as well. But both on the subject of Tehidim and the greatness of Tehidim. And towards the end, we're going to see a different sod that Rabbeinu talks about with regard to the power of prayer and uh, converse, conversing with Hashem and Hidbodudut. But nonetheless, today is specifically about Tefillah, the power of prayer. And uh, we're going to talk about specifically the power of reciting Tehidim. Something which Rabbeinu has many lessons on in Nikutim Oran. Many different conversations he had about the greatness of reciting Tehidim. Today we're going to hop into this and discuss a little bit more about it. Siman Tzadik Zayin Al Yedeh Besorot Tovot Yecholin Lomar Tehidim Rabbeinu says like this, and that's the entire lesson here. This is the Chidush. We know anything that Rabbeinu writes, anything that Rabbi Nachman writes, he's not writing uh, uh, just simple surface level. He has many deeper meanings with regard to this, and this is no exception. The Rabbanu writes, through um, hearing good tidings, good news, one is able to recite Tehidim. That good news actually enables a person to have an extra arousal to recite Tehidim, an extra awakening that uh, gives him the ability, the strength to do Tehidim. There's something that Rabbanu is saying is connected with good news and Tehidim. And that when you have good news, essentially awakens your soul to recite Tehidim. And um, partly this has to do with the word Tehillah. Tehillah is this aspect of praise. And a person is, of course, um, always there to praise Hashem whenever he sees good news and he he's grateful for things that are happening to him in a positive light, in the, in the way that he sees that, uh, um, in, a, in a positive way, that, that things are happening to him the way that he wants it to happen, and that this um, almost affects a person in a way, giving him the ability to recite Tehidim. Now, of course, this is simple level, uh, and of course there's much more depth to it. Um, Rabbi Natan speaks about this in Alim uh, Nitrofa, um, I didn't go do, too deep into it, but um, when Ravenu just writes even just one line like this, of course, this is something very deep and we can go very, very far. Um, to understand this, though, we have to understand the connection between Besorot Tovot and Tehidim. And of course, Ravenu understood both of those ideas at its source to explain how they're connected. Nonetheless, that's it for today. Of course, because we're we're just covering the simple meaning and... Um, we see the importance of reciting Tehidim, especially when you hear good news. That it's very good to recite Tehidim when you hear good news, to open up the book of Tehidim and recite. And uh, we know Rabbi Trek Breiter, one of the later best of Hasidim at the time of, uh, uh, in the, in the mid-1900s, early to mid-1900s. He passed away in, I believe, in 1943, or along, um, he passed away in the Holocaust in Treblinka. This big tzaddik, this big, um, Big Breser Hasid, who is the leading Breser Hasid of the um, Polish uh, Hasidim at the time. And um, he explains that a Breser has to read at least 10 Tehidim a day, aside, of course, from Tikkun Akrali, but a person should read at least 10 Tehidim a day because with the number 10, he creates an awesome rectification. Um, just reciting uh, minimum 10 Tehidim a day, it's very good to take upon yourself the custom to recite Tehidim. Rabbeinu speaks very highly about it. 
uh, many different lessons in Likud uh, Moran, especially Rabbanu uh, explains that Tehilim, when you recite Tehilim, you enable yourself to do Teshuvah. That Tehilim opens up all the gates of Teshuvah, especially the gate in which you need to go through. For there are 49 gates of Teshuvah, and you don't know which gate you need to go through to attain that Teshuvah that you need to do. So Rabbanu says that in Tehilim, you, you open up all the gates, and Tehilim actually opens up the gates and brings you upon the path in which you need to do Teshuvah through your proper gate. So, of course, Tehidim has a tremendous, tremendous effect. Uh, awesome, awesome inspiration um, and creates an awesome noise in the heavens. Not Hashem, you have the merit to do so in simplicity. Rabbanu said, and this is where I'll finish off at the end of the Siman, and we'll hop into the next one, also on the subject of Tehidim. Uh, it's brought down in Koch Ve'or. Um, in uh, the writings of Rabbi Avraham Rabbi Rabbi Nachman, the, the son of Rabbi Nachman of Tulchin, who was the, uh, the main attendant and student of Rabbi Natan. So it's, uh, he writes over there in Koch Ve'or, in the name of Rabbeinu, that Rabbeinu once told one of his students and uh, said and declared that uh, the simple people who recite Tehillim will be the ones to put the crown on the Mashiach's head. That at the end of times, the people that are going to put the crown on the Mashiach's head, the people that are going to, um, what do you call, anoint the Mashiach, will be those who recite Tehillim in simplicity. Of course, this is a big motivation for all of us to get rid of our sophistications and open up the book of Tehillim and read. And even if you do not feel awakened, even if you do not feel inspired by the words, you will feel inspired. Rabbeinu says... Um, Rabbeinu once had a conversation with a student, Rabbi Yudul. And Rabbi Yudul uh, came to Rabbeinu and he asked him, How does one essentially open up his heart? The literal translation is, how does one take a heart? But essentially, he's saying that how does one put the control of his heart in his own hands to awaken his heart? That, so that when you pray, your heart is awakened. That it's not just some sort of words stuttering out of your mouth. That, it's actual, that you're actually there in the words. How do you feel the prayer? How does your heart enter the prayer? How do you actually break your heart and truly, and truly um, make your heart feel the sensation of tefillah? And Rabbeinu said that uh, just stuttering, just not stuttering, just repeating the words over and over, saying as many tefillot as possible will open up your heart so that you'll break the obstinacy of your heart. You'll break the hard sinews of your heart. You'll turn your heart into a heart of flesh. Which is the Nyan of Leb Basar, which is Breslev, the, the heart of flesh. That just by reciting as many tefillot as you possibly can, time and time again, with consistency, day and day, you continue reciting. And even if you do not feel anything for months, for years, continue reciting, and you'll see Hashem will open up the gates. He'll open it up once, twice, three times, until you'll be able to, to break the obstinacy of your heart. And at any single time you'll pray, you'll be able to feel inspired. So God willing, maybe you will do this and increase as much as possible in, in, in reciting prayers. To recite as many tefillot as possible, likutet tefillot, tehilim, hitbodedut, shacharit mincharvit, everything, everything that we have to do this. And uh, this is of course very difficult, but nonetheless, extremely important. Siman tzadikret. Ameret tehilim ma'alag dola ke'ilu amaram David al-Melech be'atzmo. Look what Rabbeinu says. The reciting of tehilim is so big, it's such an awesome level, it's as if David al-Melech recited it himself. Can you imagine that when you recite Tehidim, it's as if David the Melech gets up and recites the Tehidim. Because David the Melech recited the Tehidim with the spirit of uh, holiness, with uh, this prophecy. 
And this Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of holiness, is, is infused into the words in which he recited, the words of Tehilim. Each and every letter of Tehilim has the Ruach HaKodesh of David HaMelech. And when you recite these Tehilim, these words that David HaMelech recited, you actually awaken the spirit, the breath, the the spirit of uh, this holy spirit of David Amelech until it gets to the point where David Amelech literally himself gets up and it's as if he's reciting it upon him be peace. To the point that just by reciting the Tehilim, you awaken the Ruach HaKodesh hidden within the words of Tehilim and it's as if David Amelech himself is reciting it. So imagine when you, your Tehilim goes up to the Shemaim, imagine that it's David Amelech's Tehilim going up. And look at this Chidush Rabbeinu says. Tehilim is very propitious to help a person who's sick to be healed. And now Rabbeinu is going to explain why. It's not that, it's not necessarily that your Tefilot are allowing him to get healed. Of course that's part of it. That when you pray, of course you open up the gates and that Hashem Bach is able to change the nature of the world simply through prayer. That prayer is a miracle, as Rabbanu teaches us in Lesson 7 of the Qutub Moran. That prayer is a miracle, and uh, prayer is able to change nature. Just like a miracle is what changes nature. But that's a simple level. Rabbanu is explaining something much deeper. That what does the Tehillim do when a person recites Tehillim for a sick person? It gives the sick person bitachon. It gives the sick person trust. Only in Hashem. That just by the reciting of Tehilim, that Hashem Yitbach will save him. When, a, when you recite Tehilim on behalf of someone, you, inst, you, in, you instill within that person trust. And he believes and he trusts in Hashem Yitbach, that Hashem Yitbach is going to heal him. Why? Because he's trusting specifically in Hashem by praying. So this man, when he sees this other man praying for him, this man also gains bitachon on Hashem Yitbach to rely on Hashem and Hashem only. And how is he relying on Hashem? By, these te- by the- reciting these Tehillim. Especially when you're reciting it for yourself when you're sick. This trust which a sick person has, which a sick person gains by reciting Tehillim, is the aspect of a staff of support. A support staff. Just like a person leans on a cane or a staff. Just like a man leans on a cane, so too this person who's sick is leaning on his trust. He's relying on his trust. That he trusts and he believes that Hashem will save him. God has been my, st- my, uh, my staff, my support. So we see here a huge chidush. The tehilim, What's the bi- the biggest effect of reciting Tehilim is that the Tehilim increases your bitachon. And when you increase your bitachon in Hashem Yitbach, your trust in Hashem and Hashem only, then Hashem Yitbach wants to save you. Can you imagine that the reciting of Tehilim by praying to Hashem Yitbach, by taking the time to pray, and you're taking the time to pray and not engage in physical, uh, whatever it is, whatever you're, well, instead of taking the time to do something else to try to find this remedy and this and that, you're taking the time to rely on Hashem Yitbach to pray. When you take that time to pray, you're showing Hashem Yitbach a trust that you believe that He is the only one, that He and only He is responsible, that He and uh, that Hashem Yitbach only Hashem Yitbach is responsible for healing you and nothing else. 
Even if you take all the proper medicines in the world, the best doctor, not, none of that is guaranteed. Only Hashem Yitbach is. And by resetting Tehidim, you're proving that. And that bitachon is what allows a person to be healed. Because Tehidim, Rabban was saying, this is the Chidush, Rabban was saying that Tehidim instills bitachon in a person, instills trust in a person. And therefore, it's through this that the sick person is healed. If he gets up and walks outside with his with his staff, he shall be cleansed. What is this idea of the staff? It's a support staff. Which staff? The staff of the staff of bitachon, which is which is created through tehillim. And this is what is hinted to in the verse in Yeshaya that uh, from the a staff shall, as it says in the verse, a staff shall burst forth from the offspring, from the offspring of uh, Yishai. Who's Yishai? David Amelach's father. And we know David Amelach is the is where the Mashiach comes from. David. This is said with regard to Mashiach, which is David. Which we say is the aspect of Ruach Apenu Mashiach Hashem. The spirit of our, nostr- our nostrils is the Mashiach of Hashem. And which spirit are we talking about? The spirit, the Holy Spirit, which David used to create the words of Tehillim. And we know David HaMelech is the aspect of Mashiach, for Mashiach comes from David. So we see here the staff stems from the, from the offspring of Yishai. Who's the offspring of Yishai? David HaMelech. So the staff stems from Tehillim, just to show you that you're awakening the spirit of the Mashiach when you recite Tehillim. Now we can understand the deeper meaning when Rabbeinu says, those who recite Tehillim in simplicity will do what? Will put the crown on the Mashiach's head. So imagine the greatness of just reciting Tehillim. This is what it says in the verse. This is what it says in the Gemara Psachim. Um, it's in the Gemara Pesachim, it's also brought down in the Zohar in several places, that in the future the Tzadikim will resurrect the dead. And we saw this actually a uh, few lessons ago. But how are they going to re- uh, revive the dead? Resurrect the dead? Through the staff. As it says in the verse in Zechariah, every man with his staff in his hand. And the Chachamim say in the Gemara Sanhedrin, Sorry, in the Gemara Psachim over there, page 68a, that this verse is hinting to um, how the tzaddikim will re- resurrect the dead. With what? With the staff in their hand. As we see with regard to Elisha, that Elisha placed his staff on the son of the Shunamit. As we see over, over there in Menachim Bet, chapter, Daled, chapter 4, verse 31. What did it say over there? Place my staff on the boy's face. And this is what uh, Elisha, this is Elisha's orders to uh, resurrect this, this boy who was dead. And we see here that the, this, this staff of Elisha, which is the healing staff of faith, uh, is the same aspect of the staff that the tzaddikim will use to resurrect the dead at the time of the Mashiach. And that's it. Um, for this conversation, and we continue a little bit more, but that's it for what Rabbanu spoke about with regard to Tehidim and the staff of faith and uh, this Bitachon we talked about. But Rabbanatan writes that all of this was not written uh, completely. The majority is missing. Only that which was understood was written, but the majority of it was forgotten. So that's it on this topic. We continue. 
a little bit um, until, uh, uh, what do you call it, the end of the paragraph. Choref hu b'chinat ibuch. Choref, this aspect of winter. Winter is the aspect of pregnancy. V'kaitu b'chinat leda, and summer represents birth. V'az diber imanu sichani v'avenishkach harof. And it was at this time that Rabbeinu spoke an awesome conversation with us. He gave us an he had an awesome conversation conversation with us, and the majority of it was forgotten. But Rabbi Nathan says that which I remember still is what he spoke to us about with regard to the summer which was approaching. Because this conversation took place in the days of Nisan, in the month of Nisan, before Pesach. That what? This was at the time when the Brit Mila of his son, Shlomo Ephraim, when Rabbi Nachman's son, uh, when Rabbi Nachman did the Brit Mila of his son, Shlomo Ephraim, may his memory be a blessing. Um, this was on the third day after the Brit Mila of his son, that Rabbeinu had this conversation. And Rabbeinu spoke at that moment, at that time, saying what? That in the winter, all the vegetation, all the grasses, all the plants, everything is dead. Because all their strength, because the winter takes away all their strength, and um, they're in the aspect of death. The leaves start falling off the tree, and uh, the branches grow cold. There's no more the, the sap runs. Uh, what do you call? There's uh, there's no more energy for the tree, and uh, we see the tree begins to die. But when the summer comes, as time progresses from the winter to the summer through spring, and um, uh, through spring and into the summer, we see the trees begin to grow back to life. And they're awakened. And then it's, Rabbeinu said, it's very beautiful, it's very nice. When a person goes out to converse in the field. Rabbeinu was saying that the entire reason the summer or the spring was created was so that we can go out to the fields and go do it bodilut in the forest in the fields by these trees when they're blossoming especially in the time of the summer when everything is blossoming and the trees are at their full potential and strength and uh, we see awesome things happening in uh, nature and it's brought down in the Gemara Barachot page 26b about the subject when Yitzchak goes out to meditate in the field Yitzchak went out to meditate in the field it says over there when it says Yitzchak went to meditate what is meditate? this represents prayer and it says over there in the Gemara that this Yitzchak's represents prayer this represents pleading and yearning and desire for Hashem but when you pray in the field, when you pray in the forest, when you pray in the vegetation, in the, in the uh, what do you call it, in nature, at the time of summer when the, the grasses begin to grow, etc., then every single shrub within the field begins to um, revitalize itself and to sprout. And then all those yearnings... Um, all those yearnings and all those new desires of these uh, shrubs and these prayers of these this vegetation begins to enter this man's tefillah, this man's conversation with Hashem. And Rabbeinu 
um, went on to a lengthy uh, conversation um, um, and a beautiful conversation as well with regard to this subject and other subjects as well uh, for a lesson on this idea of the shrubs and tefillah look at uh, Likute Morantiniana the second volume of Likute Moran lesson 11 over there a small lesson a beautiful lesson describing um, speaking about the greatness of praying in the field and what happens whenever you pray in the field and all the tefillot of the field uh, each and every grass of each and every shrub of each and every piece of vegetation entering your prayer and assisting you in your prayer it's an incredible secret over there that Rabbi taught us Maybe we have the merit to apply it. Um, that's it for today. We continue next episode with lesson 99.